Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Doug Addison here. And we are moving into a new season of time. And as we do this, God's revealing things from the past that apply to the present and even the future. And and I've been praying that God would open up things. He would open up your book of life. He would give you revelation into what it is that you're called to do, because this is a year of destiny. It's a year of the Lord's favor over you. I'm convinced God's going to do something new. And in many cases, it seems like we missed it. There were some times when things got delayed. And, you know, I've been given words about revival starting on certain times, and it never did. It's not that I'm a false prophet. I'm even a times and seasons prophet. But, it, you know, understanding the timing of the Lord is complicated sometimes. An angel told me that, actually. You know, it's complicated because it involves other people. It involves, you know, seasons that could change. And, Even Jesus coming back in Matthew 24, Jesus said, I don't even know the day or the time. Even the angels don't know, only the Father. That means that there's things that are actually intricate. There's things that can change based on what's going on in the world. But God is now speeding things up, and we're going to start seeing some amazing things happen. But one of the prophecies that I've been tracking for a number of years was the stadium prophecies with the late prophet Paul Cain. 1989, he prophesied at the Vineyard Church of Anaheim during that time, about this time that we're going to see the nameless, faceless people rise up. That's people who are unknowns are going to suddenly come on the scene and begin to move, and and the revival is going to be so big, it's going to fill stadiums. Now, we've seen stadiums come out with the call and Lou Engle, and you know it's not so much revival meetings, it's crying out for God meetings. You know, these are the times where they've they've sown into prayer and they've sown into this new revival. But God is going to move. I tell you, we're going to see something begin to happen. And this year, it's it's 2019, and at the first of the year, I was speaking at a conference with Jeremy and uh, Miranda Nelson and a guy named Charlie Champ. And it was the first time I met Charlie. And when I went in to his meeting, he was talking about something that. It just flipped me out. I'm like, my goodness, I've got to have you on my podcast. We've got to talk about this because, oh my goodness, I've got prophetic words about this too. He had a visitation of the Lord, and the Lord showed him that in 1989, there was some movements about stadiums and particularly one around San Francisco. And it took me back to the prophetic words. I don't know if you know this, but... Linda and I launched InLight Connection in the San Francisco Bay Area in 2001. And, you know, we've been going ever since, helping people hear the voice of God and discover their destiny. But we have an investment in the San Francisco area. I was going there for a number of years, and it was right around 2011. Now, I had been prophesying a move of God because I was having these dreams. In fact, it was a new move of God coming. It was 11, 11, 11. This was November 11, 2011. And I had a dream that this strong wind of the Spirit started to blow from Southern California up to Northern California. And in my dream, most of the people weren't even aware of this time, but it was a refreshing thing happening in the Spirit. Then, without warning, the wind suddenly shifted. It began to blow from the north to the south, and it was the wind of the Spirit coming from San Francisco impacting Southern California. End of dream. Now, this was a change. It was going to happen, and it was very similar to the Jesus People Movement. I've been talking a lot about it. It started in 71, 72. We saw this revival that actually, people think it started in Southern California. Lonnie Frisbee was actually in San Francisco when it started, and it spread. It was like a spiritual wind that spread. And it went, it was a a wind from the north that was a wind of the spirit. Then suddenly it went to the south and it went to the entire world. 
and hope you're catching what I'm talking about here. But I was in the San Francisco Bay Area during this time ministering. I think we lived in Santa Maria at the time, central coast of California. But we were ministering at the time, and I was watching and waiting for the Lord to move, and I released a prophetic word. Uh, Let me get the date here. The prophetic word that I released on my website, just like I normally do, and on my Spirit Connection podcast was December of 2011. And I gave this sign. Actually, I said this is the prophetic sign in Candlestick Park. Now, that's where the, the San Francisco 49ers used to play. The park is moved now. It's torn down. But I had given this prophetic word that there would be a move of God or something. Start there. There was going to be something that was going to be seen around the world. And I had the dream. I saw the dream. I saw something happening there different than the dream I just shared. And I released it on my webcast and on my blog in 2011. And I tell you, just a few days later, December 20th, 2011, a wave of the Holy Spirit, I tell you, it happens four days later. Now, here's what I released on my blog ahead of time. I said that a golden gate is about to open over San Francisco. I had several dreams over the past couple months in which I've seen a big wave of the Spirit. It was like a wave, a physical and a spiritual wave coming. And it was at the San Francisco Bay Area. And one of the waves hit Candlestick Park where the 49ers play. And this is back when they did. And the result was that San Francisco would become a candlestick of light for the world to see. Now, that was the will of God. And four days later, December 20th, I think it was the 19th to the 20th. I'm not exactly sure which one, but... um, it was Monday night football, and the San Francisco 49ers were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Candlestick Park, and the lights went out, the generators blew, um, there was a big power surge, electrical transformers blew out, and then it happened two times, actually, later, the two power surges that went, and I knew that it was a prophetic sign. God wants to release his glory. He wants to release something that's going to blow out the old transformers, the old ways of doing things, and bring the new. And I didn't feel, you know, strongly at the time that it was like some sign of judgment. I just knew that that it was the Lord doing something. I remember watching this game, and Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was playing, uh, who had just been suspended for four games earlier that season for partying and drunkenness. But he was shown on camera kneeling in prayer and pointing to heaven giving thanks to God before the game. Now, this is the game, and this was a sign that the Lord was giving that he wants to do something radical right now. And I could go through all these. I mean, I've had so many different things, you know, uh, uh, over the San Francisco Bay Area. It was during the same time that we went to a meeting there, and I was hosting a meeting and in a home. We were praying and prophesying and, and praying for the San Francisco Bay Area and it literally began to rain in, inside the room. There was such a powerful, there was drops of water, both spiritual and physical. It was a mist that came. It was a glory, I guess they would call it a Shekinah glory cloud, came into the room and enveloped us. And it was the same time during this time when Lynn and I were driving back to home from San Francisco to Santa Maria, about a three-hour drive We had to go through King City, and when we went through King City, an amazing, brilliant double rainbow appeared over King City, and the Lord was prophesying, speaking that these things are coming. I was convinced it was going to happen, but you know, it's the strangest thing. It never seemed to take root, and as much as I prayed and prophesied over it, it would like, wow, it seemed to start, but then it would never take root. And so I've been praying over this. You could look up those prophetic words. I just mentioned a golden gate opens over San Francisco and uh, in December 2011. Also, you can look up the one that I released four days later, a sign in Candlestick Park. And I've mentioned a golden gate prophetic words. You can just do a Google search. Doug Addison, golden gate. And you'll see that I've been prophesying over this. I've been giving these words for a number of years. But I'm convinced now something is shifting. And then here we have Paul Kane, who has the stadium prophecies. It happened in 89. 
And now it's 2019. It's 30 years later. And when I met Charlie Shamp, he was giving this word. He was sharing a word that the Lord had given him about stadiums and candlestick park. It's going to rock you. It rocked me anyway. And so there's something that God's going to do. He's going to do again. And I'm convinced we're going to see something happen. And I'm so excited to have him on the broadcast here. Charlie Shamp is the co-founder and president of Destiny Encounters International. He's located in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a keynote speaker. He travels around. He's a prophet. You know, he shares prophetic words. And, you know, he's basically a revivalist. He ministers to both nationally and internationally. It's got a radical calling on his life. I really love this guy. We got to know each other, speaking at a conference together. And I just said, you've got to come on the broadcast. You've got to come on and share this word that you had and whatever else the Lord has Charlie, welcome to the broadcast. So great to have you. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. With you. And uh, man, I'm so excited about talking with you about what God is doing. Yeah. I gave the listeners a brief overview about how we met and some of the prophecies, how the, there was a lot of synergy when we met. But before we get into that, why don't you just tell our folks a little bit about yourself and your ministry? Well, uh, our ministry is called Destiny Encounters International, and uh, we're a ministry is uh, prophetic in nature as well as supernatural with miracle signs and wonders. We travel extensively through the nations, preaching the gospel and crusades, as well as conferences. And we just believe that uh, God has uh, saved the best for last, and we're living in the greatest time. And the Lord is going to pour out a spirit in this generation, and we're just happy to be a part of what God yeah, is doing. come on, man. I was so thrilled. And I, we have friends who who kept saying, you know, you need to meet Charlie, and people telling you, you need to meet Doug. And so we finally did it while we were in a conference in San Diego. And it was just such a powerful synergy that happened. It was so good. Yeah, that morning was just like totally when we were, we were just connected and... Spirit. It was more than just, hey, how's it going? And uh, we met. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of feedback and stuff going on to the listeners. Don't worry. We're going to do our best. Pray right now that everything goes through. Uh, but that morning, actually, um, the Lord had told me I need to you know, go home and, because something was about to happen at home. But then I felt really strongly after I spoke that on Saturday morning, the Lord said, no, I need you to go now over to the conference because Charlie's speaking. There's a, like a connection you need to make. And I walked in. It was a powerful time. Well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you were talking about and, and what happened? Well, um, several months before, I had been caught up in the realm of the Spirit. And I was taken to a stadium in the United States. And I saw this stadium, it was during a, a sporting event, and I saw the stadium, it began to shake uncontrollably with a natural earthquake. The Lord spoke to me and said that he is coming again to shake the stadiums of the, of the United States with revival and outpouring. Come on. And it was a very powerful moment when I was taken there and, and saw the stadium just begin to shake in the natural. And then I was taken uh, to the city of Cincinnati. I saw a man who was standing in red. And the Lord spoke to me and said, this is my Peter. And I said, Lord, who is this? And he said, this is Pete Rose. And he said he had fallen into a scandal. He said, but he will be restored and he will be placed in the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And he began to show me that it was connected with revival and outpouring and restoration of people that had been playing in the, in the game of, you know, in the sense of they were, they were in the game loving the Lord, but they were taken out through scandal. And uh, Doug, that's when I saw uh, Jim Baker, and the Lord spoke to me and said that Jim Baker in this, and that God would raise up another network, a television network that would host revival and that would be beaming stadium revival across the world. And so that was kind of the beginning stages of it. 
as well as the Lord spoke to me and said that he had removed the candle. Now, this is kind of where in on what was happening in that meeting with Jeremy, in that I said there was a candle had been removed, but the Lord was going to plant that candle back again. And it was going to be uh, the, that the fire of God would be relit in the streams of America. And the Lord had shown me uh, after the visitation that I had that in uh, 1989, during the World Series in Candlestick Park, during the third game, there was an earthquake that took place. It was significant. It was seen across the world. There's people that were watching that game. And the Lord said, this was a sign of what I wanted to do in 1989 because of sin and, and because of people didn't see it. The opportunity was passed by, but it's coming again. And uh, the Lord said, you need to begin to tell people of the prophetic vision that you were given and tell them that this is the season that is coming back around again and an opportunity or a destiny door is being opened again to America. And if we begin to open our eyes to see the spiritual ears, then we'll begin to enter into it. And when this next shaking comes, we won't miss it. We won't miss it. Wow. And um, yeah, and and of course, then you 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 jumped up and you're like, Charlie, can I share something? And I knew right then I was like, there's synergy, and we just kind of stepped this whole thing and started talking about uh, the prophetic word that you had released, I believe, in 2006 concerning this. Oh yes, 2011, because it was later on. But it was powerful. Well, first of all, uh, I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area in 1989, and uh, I was working very close, as about three miles from Candlestick Park, during the 1989 earthquake. Now, the Lord spoke to me, before I was in ministry, the Lord spoke to me. He says, uh, you need to go home early. It was Friday. I never really went home early, you know. And, uh, and so he said, you need to get home early. And I did, and I went home, and uh, I was able to be home, like a block from home when the big earthquake hit. But I was there, so I do remember this. And I do remember that we were crying out for revival in right around 1989. And uh, and so there was, you know, in other words, I'm invested in this revival, seeing it in San Francisco, you know, been crying out for it. Did you know, if I'm not mistaken, that Pete Rose was banned from baseball in 1989? Well, I didn't know that in the natural when I had this whole revelation unfold to me, it was all in visionary form. So then now that I've gone and started to study a lot of the stuff, after I released that word, I found out that he was banned from baseball and he, that he had been banned from the Hall of Fame. Wow. And I was like, well, Lord, you said that he was going to be inducted into the, into the Hall of Fame as a sign of the redemption of what you're going to do for many in the, in the United States of America, and this would be a sign of the outpouring. Firstly, the shaking of the stadium. Secondly, Pete Rose would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, and, and that was really, you know, powerful when we started getting this revelation. Now, what I found really significant, another portion that I did not know until we spoke when we went to lunch, we were sitting there. And we were discussing just man, I feel beautiful. God had just shown up in the meeting in the in the prophetic and just revelation flowing between both of us. And you said this thing about Paul Kane. You said, I, I feel the presence of the Lord. It was in 1989 that Paul Kane had released the stadium prophecy. And see, there we are, we're sitting at the lunch table, and, and you looked over at me and you go, like the, the lights went on in, in the spirit. And he said, I believe that Paul Keene released that in 1989. And, I, and it was like it bore witness with the spirit. And then we, you ended up looking it up, and you said it was. It was 1989, 30 years ago, that Paul Keene released the stadium prophecy 
concerning America and him seeing the stadiums filled with revival. And it was just like the presence of Abel when you started talking about that. Oh, man. And so we know that, you know, to bring people up to speed is that Pete Rose, he's a baseball player who got banned for gambling and um, he's banned for being in the in the Hall of Fame, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. So the Lord said it's going to be a sign and he's going to raise up these Pete's. And then Jim Baker, who was just so if you, if you don't know, he and his wife um, headed up was it was one of the seriously yeah. largest ministries in uh, PTL club. Yeah. Yeah, so Jim Baker, you know, in 1989, that was the year that he fell into scandal and ended up going to prison. And um, the Lord had spoken that God would use Baker and that he would network and that this network would be connected to this revival that was going to be poured out in the United States and that his network would be one of the primary sources of pumping the revival out uh, across the world through satellite. Wow. Yeah. Now, Jim Baker is out of prison, and he has a show again. He's back on TV, and he's still carrying that anointing. And I, I, you know, I believe that the Lord's been having him on reserve for this. After I heard this word, I'm like, wow, this is actually going to come together, you know, and— I've seen some things happening in the spiritual realm that's that's going to take the revival through TV and the Internet around the world. Now, here we are 30 years later, and there's just a significance of this, you know, uh, that the Lord's going to do it. Two of these signs hadn't happened yet. Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. Jim Baker is on TV, but he's not pumping this network, right? But we do have this—talk about a little bit about Candlestick Park. Well, it's significant because uh, I believe that the, I mean, I know that the park has been, and the Lord had spoken and said that the candlestick had been removed, but it was going to relight this, this fire again, and it was going to happen in another, another stadium. Now, one thing that I want to bring out it was interesting in the city of Anaheim when Paul Kane was first invited by John Wimber to minister at the vineyard. He was brought there and he said there was going to be a significant earthquake when he landed on the airplane and when he flew out. And I believe that something is also going to concerning this shaking. And the Lord has been speaking to me about about the vineyard movement, and as well as with the passing of Paul Kane right now, that there's this window of opportunity that's taking place, that we're going to see this stadium shaking. I, I don't know the exact location, but that fire is going to be relit. And you had spoken about the stadium before it was torn down as well, and that the lights if you can talk to the listeners about that, that'd be awesome about uh, the prophetic word that you had had about the lights, because it really rocked me when you were saying that. And, and, and it all fits in with this whole stadium prophecy. Yeah. You know, in 2011, I was in these meetings in the San Francisco area. We weren't living there, but we used to. And I had mentioned before that I had started my ministry there, but what happened in, in 2011, it was right around there, and I didn't know anything about this 1989 thing, you know, and, and I had been following Paul Kane's stuff, but I had this dream, you know, about the wind of the, you know, the wind of the Spirit shifting, which I shared at the beginning of the broadcast, but also I had a powerful encounter with the Lord in 2011, and I, I had another dream at that time that the quarterback, Steve Young, he was a real quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and it was during the time that the Candlestick Park was still there. They hadn't moved. It wasn't torn down yet. And I saw something happen, and Steve Young jumped out of the stadium into the bay that caused a splash that it was huge wave that impacted the entire Bay Area and, and eventually to the world. And I knew what it meant. I knew that, yeah, I knew that it had uh, some significance with his name, is young 
and that God was going to do something, right. you know, something powerful, not just with ages, but with those that are younger right now, younger and younger in the spirit are going to suddenly arise. Uh, something new is going to arise. There's going to be some new, the new fire, the new power, and that the light would be seen around the world. Now, with the prophetic, everybody, listen, here's the part we don't understand. These things are, are kind of, um, they're a little bit clouded for us. You know, uh, there's understanding, like, these shaking sound like it's going to be a real earthquake, and then everyone starts freaking out. You know, and that's not what it's about. Uh, these things are, right. are no, now it might coincide with one, but it's not, it's not talking destruction at all. But it's talking about a revival that the Lord wants to bring. And Jim Baker was part of the PTL Club, which was part of a revival back in the 70s and 80s. And Pete Rose represents actually Peter. You know, if you think about his name, Peter's net. And Peter, he was the one when Jesus returned, you know, before Jesus went to heaven, uh, you know, he had just resurrected from the dead. And in John 21, Peter and John and, and James are, you know, back out in their in their ministry in their fishing boat, not even their left ministry. And then what happened is they see the Lord in his new fashion. They didn't even recognize him. It says that they saw him on the shore, but they didn't recognize him. Because when God comes and does something new, we often don't recognize it. But Peter jumps in the water, goes in, and he pulls in 153 fish, which is very significant. It's evangelism. And there has been a prophetic word about Peter's net. And this is the part that rocked me. And back in uh, this kind of behind the scenes, I really don't share much about it. But back in 2001, it was during that time that Bob Jones, you know, that was during the, the Morning Star, Bob Jones time, you know, and Prophet Paul Keith Davis had a dream that he went down beneath the ocean and he got Peter's net. It was tangled. Peter's net, he brought it up, and it was supposed to be brought out. And and at that time, uh, you know, he called Bob. This was Paul Keith calls Bob. Bob picks the phone up and says, I saw, you know, this is what Bob would do. Uh, Bob's in heaven now, but Bob would say, I saw that. I saw the dream. I saw it. And I saw that, that you had the net, and it was Peter's net. And him and Paul Cain were both prophesying over Peter's net. And it was an evangelistic mantle that fell in the 80s. This evangelistic mm. mantle was held by, there was two Jimmies in the 80s that fell, and one of them was Jimmy Swaggart at the same time as Jim Baker. And Jim Baker held the anointing for the, for the worldwide television, and Jimmy Swaggart had led more people to the Lord to this day than, than Billy Graham. And to this day, Jimmy Swagger was carrying Peter's net, and people don't know about this. He fell, and, and uh, he's still in ministry, but the anointing for that kind of went to the bottom of the sea. And, the, and the, you know what happened is the, the world judged him. The United States judged those two guys. They judged Jim Baker. Mm. I was in a meeting in 1989 at my church uh, when it was announced, and they judged him. And I said, oh, my goodness, I think we should be praying for him. Because if you judge someone, remember, be careful that you don't judge someone because that same sin might come back. Well, when we judge someone for sexual sin, and you might have some of it in your own life, that's what we're dealing with now. You know, we've come under a, a terrible, terrible time of dealing with sexual sin because we didn't step up and restore these two great anointings. I mean, Jim Breaker and uh, Jimmy Swagger, we didn't step up and restore them. And Billy Graham did pick up Jim Baker from prison when he got out. And um, he was willing to be restored, and Rick Joyner has restored it. But we didn't back then. Back in 1989, right. we judged him. And that caused right. us to lose a lot of the light. And so here we've had this uh, greatest evangelistic mantle laying at the bottom of the sea. And as a sign, check this out. I don't know if you heard about it. But you, can, you could actually Google this. In 2001, Morningstar always does a... They do a prophetic conference, and I think it was 2002, moving into 2003. Is what, one of, yeah, I think that's what it was. This prophetic word was coming back out now that Peter's net was coming out, and this guy from Florida was driving from Florida up to the East Coast, like New York, and he felt the Lord tell him to buy a fishing net, a big, giant, like 30-foot fishing net, 
And as he did, he didn't know why. He put it in his trunk, and then he, he just felt at the New Year's Eve conference, he had no tickets. He just heard the Lord say, you know, I need you to go there. And so during the New Year's Eve conference, I believe it was 2002, Bob Jones is sharing this prophetic word about Peter's net. He goes out to his trunk, pulls out this 30-foot net, and brings it. So the Lord said, I was supposed to bring this here as a sign that something was about to happen. Yeah, this is just more pieces to the puzzle here. But if you think about it, you know, Charlie, we haven't seen the evangelist ever since then, you know? No, we haven't in, in this next decade. The evangelist is going to come back on the scene. The revivalist is going to be uh, pushed out front, and we're going to begin to see, again, stadiums filled. We're going to begin to see this net, this Peter's net, cast again. And, you know, this network that Jim is going to be building up is going to be able to entire globe. And, um, you know, just a few weeks after I was with you there in San Diego, I went on the Jim Baker show and I prophesied to him, Doug, live on the air. And I said, this is what God is doing. And he's going to use you to uh, raise this network up. I brought this Pete Rose connection and I was shocked when he told me that he, he had never told anybody this, but two years prior, Pete Rose had met with him, had given him a signed baseball, a signed autograph picture of him, and asked Jim Baker to pray that is going on where all these pieces are coming into place. Yeah. And we're in this strategic time right now, and what you're saying, we don't see every piece yet. But the picture is becoming more clear. Yeah. And it really takes a fresh anointing. You know, when, when uh, John the Revelator was on that, he put the fresh anointing on his eyes so that he could receive the revelation of what God was saying. And that's what the body of Christ really needs is this fresh anointing uh, to have eyes to see and ears to hear because a deaf and dumb spirit will try to come on us. And when these things begin to take place, you know, it will blind us from seeing it. It will deafen our ears where we can't hear it. The Lord wants to release this fresh anointing right now and begin to release a, a new, really prophetic mantle upon the body of Christ so that we can begin to see and hear. And I don't believe that it's by accident. I mean, everything with a prophet, and you know this, Doug, because you're a prophet, everything concerning prophetic ministry, those that walk in the office of a prophet, there is prophetic signs about everything in their life. I mean, you're a signs prophet, so you know with Bob Jones, his whole message was, did you learn to love? He goes home to be with the Lord on February the 14th. With Paul Kane, I don't believe that it is by accident. I actually believe that it's a prophetic sign that 30 years, the 30-year marking of his prophetic word, he goes home to be with the Lord. And just, you know, two days or a day before the passing of Bob Jones and their whole connection with the Kansas City prophets, this is all signposts that are leading us and directing us and where the body of Christ is headed. And we're prophesying it, we're proclaiming it. And I know, you know, you're on, God is not judging America. God is going to have mercy on America. The Lord is going to release revival. And the whole prophetic ministry of the New Testament is all about redemption, restoration, and the, and the coming back together uh, of what has been broken, missing, and destroyed, the prophetic ministry comes, place those pieces in order so that God can restore what was once lost. And so I believe that's what we're even talking about here today, that God is restoring even those that have been told by religion that they can never be used again, are going to be the very ones that are going to be the signposts 
that point the way to this next decade of harvest and revival and outpouring in the United States. Yeah, come on, man. And here we are, we're talking about it. We're talking about it, and I'm telling you, and I know that you have a, a, a heart for the lost. You have a heart for those that have not received the Lord. And I don't know how you could be a prophet and not have that heart. I believe that all prophetic ministry is geared towards the restoration, redemption of humanity. And so we're going to see the unlovable, those that many people believe can redeemed, can never be loved, are going to begin to receive Jesus. And we're going to see a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit among even those that are in the, the gay community, those that are, that, are, that are living alternate lifestyles. We're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit touch them in Hollywood, these places that we've heard the negativity and the doom and gloom words from you know, people that I don't believe that they operate true prophetic saying that uh, you know, there's going to be destruction over, over the state of California. I'm telling you and those that are listening right now, that from what I've seen, Southern California is going to be a hotbed of revival and the Spirit of God being poured out. And I'm telling you, just I was seeing Anaheim and seeing uh, San Francisco and in the Bay Area, the power of the Holy Spirit touch L.A. God's heart is all over Southern California, and we're going to see some of the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit are going to come out of that area. And I know connected with this, I had actually seen last year vineyards, vineyards set on fire. And I said, oh, no, Lord, is I was like, I'm going to pray for Southern California because the vineyards, Lord, I see burning on fire. And he, he said, no, son. He said, he said, the vineyard church is about to catch a fresh wind of the Spirit, Come on. and I'm going to begin to burn through the vineyard. And he said, it's going to be the fire and the wine of intimacy, and there's going to be a fresh uh, a, a wine skin that is going to be poured out, and it is going to be poured out on the vineyard church. And he watch Anaheim. He said, watch the speaking. He said, watch these things, because when they come, he said, I'm going to begin to pour out my presence in Anaheim, and I'm going to give the Vineyard Church another fresh wave of revival, and it is going to spring out of, out of that city, out of Anaheim. It's going to spring into Southern California, and um, I believe that this may is connected with this whole stadium thing we're talking about. Yeah, I believe it too, man. And my roots are Vineyard, actually, and... I was ordained at the vineyard. My first church plant was vineyard, you know, so that I'm with you. I, I love that. And I'm on fire here feeling this, but I'm just realizing the connection now with that dream I had in 2011 about the wind, you know, shifting it from the north. I had to go to the north to San Francisco. Then I had to come back to the south. Well, I was involved behind the scenes. There was some apostolic, uh, I don't know if you'd call them, but it just people who were carrying the keys for revival over an area. And there was someone who had carrying the key for revival over San Francisco. And suddenly they had left ministry and they were the ones that had been carrying. And I was, I was actually stewarding this. I was taking care of this word. And I watched those two keys. One of the keys still remained in San Francisco. It broke into three, three keys. And this was in 2017, I believe, and I kept prophesying, even released it out on my website, Elijah List, I believe. And it was about the key angels that went out and was was redistributing these keys. And so two of them in an encounter, I didn't do this, but two of them came to me in, uh, I think it was October of 2017, they came to me. One of them remained in San Francisco with Sean Smith and He's still, he's still there. He's in the Bay He's a holder of one of the keys. And then two of them came to me and I had to work with them, clean them up, you know, so it works with, you know, if you get a gift that comes, it might come with attachments that tried to stop for. So I worked, I went through the time of cleaning it up. And then at New Year's Eve, the year before, when we met the year before the Lord instructed me to be at the Jeremy Nelson and Miranda Nelson at their New Year's Eve conference, which was actually New Year's Eve then going into 2018. And at December 31st, 2017, I actually imparted one of those keys for Southern California Revival. And then the Lord told me to go home the next day 
leave the conference, go home. And then the second one was for Los Angeles, which my wife and I, right before midnight happened, we uh, took communion and imparted that key of revival that had come from San Francisco. And the reason it did, it was because it was very similar to the to the Jesus People movement. It had to start up there. And the people who were bathed in prayer, and the, the owners of that, had to start up there. And it came down to Southern California, and it's been maturating. And it didn't come instantly. It's been a year now. But I tell you, it, you know, anybody that was in those meetings in San Diego, uh, there was a 30-foot golden angel that came in the room. It was a powerful time. And now we're hearing these words, and there's people starting to feel this call to do meetings, to do things here in California and Los Angeles and San Diego. And I tell you, I haven't seen anybody. So as much as Jeremy and Miranda Nelson, they took a word that I gave them a few years ago about the revival and a word also from James Gall. And they've had over 800 meetings, nightly meetings for 800 days. And the Lord is about to move on them. And I've been here in Los Angeles. I haven't been having meetings here, but I've been opening the heavens. It's taken two years to open the portal here. And uh, I'm in L.A. It's taken a couple years, but I tell you, it's open now. And we're about to see something happen in the next few months over Los Angeles, over San Diego, over Anaheim, because Anaheim's in between the two. And we're about to see something happen here. And I think one of the signs, what you said about the vineyard is going to catch fire and then, of course, that happened in Santa Rosa. We saw the vineyards burn. You know, the, the literal vineyards, they burned. And I believe we're going to see this outpouring, and it's just a powerful time. Yeah, and if you look at John Wimber as well as Lonnie Frisbee and the whole prophetic synergy that happened with the vineyard movement and Lonnie Frisbee being that evangelist that was just like a wild, a wild man back in the 70s, and how God used him in the Jesus movement, well, I believe that mantle, from what the Lord showed me, is going to spread and catch fire, and we won't just see one carrying that evangelistic mantle, but we're going to see many that are going to be carrying that same type of raw power of the Holy Spirit, and it's going to break forth across Southern California, and Southern California is going to be a hotbed. And when I had asked the Lord about these vineyards burning, and, and, and I said, Lord, what, what is this? He said, that's the vineyard church. He said, he said, the mantle of Lonnie Frisbee and John Wimber is going to be lit on fire. And many young people, which really coincides with that prophetic word about Steve Young that you had in this big splash, this big wave. He said many young people are going to catch fire and the revival is going to spread out of Southern California again. Yeah. And so I believe that 2019, we're at this 30-year mark, and and we know that God is really into timing. You know, God is very much into times and seasons, and if you read the seasons, you read the times, and, you know, God had a whole tribe called the tribe of Issachar, and their purpose was to be able to discern times and seasons. And so when we begin to discern times and seasons, we have the opportunity to step through these destiny doors, and we can begin to pray into what God is saying in You know, with prophecy, I believe that it's not just, you know, telling what's going to happen in the future. I actually believe prophecy is co-creating the future with God. And so God begins to let you in on these secrets so that we can begin to decree and declare them and begin to frame up what God is saying so that the rest of the body of Christ can see what is happening and we can begin to decree and declare it. Because if any two touch agree on anything, it shall be done for them. And so that's why we need to begin to come around and begin to champion restoration. We need to begin to champion what the Spirit is saying concerning revival and outpouring and, and how God wants to release revival in a greater way in America. Because when we come into synergy and unity concerning it, and Psalm 133 says, that's where God begins to command a blessing and pour out the spirit, pour out the oil, and it goes from the head all the way to the toes. And I believe that God wants to touch 
every person with this next wave. Yeah, now there's and a... We, we've seen, go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. Oh, no, there's a synergy well, right just, now. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you that those that are listening to the broadcast, you're not going to miss this wave because you have the ears to hear, you have eyes to see, and it's like catching that wave and beginning to ride that wave, and there's a connection that takes place. When you see it, you hear it, you know it, then you, you begin to prepare for it. And we're in this season right now of preparation where God is saying, get ready, because when it comes, you're going to be able to catch it. If you want it, you can have it. And of course, there's going to be those that are, are you know, going to be offended because the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, this next wave that's about to hit will not look like what has taken place in the past. It will have sprinklings of what has taken place in the past, but he said it, it'll be something fresh, it'll be something new, and, and when it hits, people will have the chance to ride that wave. And the Lord said to me, he said, tell the people, don't be offended. When I come, tell them, don't be offended when I come. And I'm telling you, there'll be a place where you get offended or we can jump in on what God is doing. And um, I believe that every person that has ears to hear, eyes to see, will jump in on what God is saying. And it'll be the greatest outpouring that we've ever experienced. Yeah, come on. Uh, Get ready to get stretched, everybody. I'm telling, I've been saying this over and over. And I felt like, you know, some of the, we were kind of sh- like a spattering just now of all kinds of kind of dates and names. And I tell you, the spirit of prophecy is on this. So you're going to have dreams. People who've already gotten words, we're probably going to hear from, from people as we release. The Lord said this. There's already people out there who have pieces to this puzzle. And not all the pieces were there, obviously. You know, there was a few missing things, but we're putting it out there right now. Get the intercessors to get this in your spirit. Get this in your spirit just to receive this activation with eyes to see, ears to hear, that God's about to move. It's not just a a California thing. This is around the world. All right. Charlie, why don't you just pray and, and activate this over us? Yeah, so Father, we just thank you right now for every person that's listening to this podcast right now, that this is uh, confirmation is going off in their spirit. The fire is being lit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for those burning ones, those even those angels, those seraphims that are being released. God, to light the fire, light the fire in people's hearts. And Lord, we ask you to begin to activate people with the oil, with the wine, with the fire. Lord, begin to set people's eyes ablaze right now. Begin to open up their ears to hear it. Lord, we ask you to take the coal off the altar and through the angels and put it on their lips and release that prophetic uh, intercession, Lord, that births in fresh moves of the Holy Spirit. Lord, let your glory begin to, to, to come upon those that are listening right now. Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for the spirit of revival, restoration, and and renewal. Whoa, shaka, coming upon everyone that's listening. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in 2019, this 30-year window that you've opened to us. Lord, that as, as, the, as Paul Cain has went home to be with the Lord and his, his mantle is even dropping, this seed that goes into the ground, Lord, we ask you that it would begin to spring up. New seers, new revelators, new yeah. uh, signs and wonders prophets would begin to, 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 to come and and be released, Lord. We thank you for, as the old guard is passing, a new generation is coming. Let let there be a release of a fresh prophetic company uh, come upon the scene with eyes to hear, ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And Lord, we bless right now what you're doing in this season. And we say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say yes. Where everyone may, where other generation, because of whatever reason, Lord, uh, whatever reason, they turned down the opportunity. Man, Doug, I feel this right now. Whoa, Lord, those that turned it down, Lord, we say yes. We count the cost and we step into it. We say, Lord, 
do what you want to do, but we are here saying, yes, pour it out upon us, Lord. We want to be those vessels that will receive your outpouring in the earth in this generation. Lord, we will not let it pass us by. This 30-year window, this opportunity, this prophetic uh, revelation that you've released in this season, Lord, we are, we are saying yes to it and, and, and let it come in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Wow, man, it's been so powerful. We're, yeah. talk, we're talking with Charlie Champ and Charlie, tell us how we can uh, follow you. Anything you have, you know, any types of uh, resources you have as well. Well, they can follow me on all social media. So Facebook, primarily Facebook and Instagram is where they can find me, Charlie Champ. And uh, then our website is destinyencounters.com. And all of our prophetic words are on there, as well as our schedule for upcoming events. And then we just released a book, Doug, that um, is really uh, gaining a, a lot of traction. It's called Mystical Prayer. And this is all about seeing in the Spirit and prayer and intercession and how to get strategic prophetic words for regions and nations. And um, they can pick that up on Amazon.com or they can go to mysticalprayer.com and get a hold of that book. And I believe it will bless many of the listeners, especially those uh, that really are very much into the prophetic. Yeah, this is powerful. Pick up the book. Follow Charlie. Stay tuned. You will. I tell you, we haven't heard uh, the last of, of, of Charlie coming on the show because we were sharing notes ahead of time, you know, before we started recording about prophetic words we've gotten over North Korea and different places. I, I just believe that we're going to continue to move towards this. And, and uh, it's been great having you on the show, Charlie. Thanks so much, man. Oh, I really appreciate you, Doug. And I'm, I'm just uh, grateful that God connected us and put us together. And, yeah. And I look forward to being back on the show again with you. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.